This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can join them if you would like to get a special thanks at the beginning of an episode, as well as a host of other benefits, including supporting your hosts. So head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about The Bard's Tale, which is a first-person dungeon crawler developed by Interplay and published by Electronic Arts for the Apple II in 1985. Yeah, and this episode was executive produced by DWG. Thank you, dog. I know it's not dog. I just (laughs) Every time I read it, I keep thinking dog. But DWG. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Uh, We're going to be talking kind of about a whole era of PC games and talking about this. Uh, Yes. A a more unkind era. (laughs) Um, Boy, drop into one of these, even the updated version to realize how soft you are when it comes to quality of life. (laughs) It really, really soft in terms of expectations. It's a one of the ways. So I didn't uh, I was happy to play this because it's an important game. Very much. Uh, CRPG history. I. it's there's not a whole lot of like story to it and everything. So it, mm-hmm. it takes a long time to play, but it might be kind of a shorter episode. Yes. But it is the way I kind of consoled myself thinking about it is, you know, when you say a stand in like, this is kind of our blobber episode. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll talk about what that means and everything. But I, uh, to me, this stands in for like, you know, th- this is what we're going to do instead of doing early wizardries or might and magics or probably even early Ultima, even though those are a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, maybe at some point, like a later entry in one of those series might still mm-hmm. tempt us uh, away, but it, it took a while for there to be, you know, th- this is one of those things where there are a lot of innovations this game had, mm-hmm. uh, and they're important and good. It took a while before something, uh, for me rose to like really be compelling. Right. Uh, for me. So yeah. this was this was tough to get through, and I always feel a little bad about that when it's something that's executive produced by a patron. But I've talked to to DWG, um, you know, back and forth and everything. I don't think there'll be any hard feelings. Mm-hmm. It it's an interesting game historically. Yeah, uh, I, I, I got, don't. I, I got no, no resentment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know, unless you have specific nostalgia or mm-hmm. you're a historian, like you're probably okay. Right, you know? right. You're probably like me. Like this pops up in bundles quite a bit. Like I didn't yeah. have to buy this. It was just, it was just on my PC. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know, how, how can you spare the kilobytes? 
Like it, it just uh, it <laughs> well, just I mean, had it on your PC all the time. It wasn't it wasn't downloaded. I had to oh. uh, I had to download it. It was my library rather. Yeah. Uh, so like maybe maybe poke around at it. Uh, I think to to appreciate what you got now. Uh, you know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like there are kind of better examples of games you know put out. I think more recently that capture a lot of the feeling of this um without getting the uh you know kind of historical perspective because this is like weirdly almost like the crisis of its day (laughs) in some ways yeah yeah it's also uh just on a personal level i was not expecting this to be as grindy uh Mm -hmm. as it was um this ended up using a a decent you know this is going to be a big year for me testing my uh turn-based combat Mm -hmm. like jrpg style turn-based combat uh reserves yes and that's okay mm-hmm. uh you know i'm strong no yeah. uh there's still some life in this old war horse mm-hmm. um but this uh really i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to dwell on it too much yeah it is the problem with this game like it it is what you do for the entire game and it's pretty bland yeah uh and it it's it's really for me there's not much like the combat in this is bad, but it just ends up making me frustrated at like Pokemon from two generations ago. Right. You know, like this was 1985. Like it, it made, you know, it's so long ago. Like mm-hmm. it, we, we can have combat like this 40 years ago. Right. Why are we still making games that do it? You know, <laughs> I don't, uh, I, why, why is it still a thing? For people who are confused about why you are uh, kind of drawing out a JRPG comparison, you know, turn-based combat, uh, random encounter kind of thing, this is so early that uh, this, both the Bard's Tale and like Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy are both inspired by the same thing. Yeah, uh, like like it's, it's all, all wizardry. Like, yeah, they are you know. so close to the to the source of like wizardry on like original Apple computers here. That yes. uh, like this is before there was a diversion. You do not get into dungeon crawlers that may have like a more tactical uh, element, yes. like in the uh, like in the gold box games, right? Yeah, we're not there yet. Uh, and and it, yeah, it's just basically this game also has the exact same lineage that bore classic console yes. uh, RPGs. Uh, is the point. Uh, so, you know, JRPG, not as a country, but as a genre. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like this is a CRPG through and through, but mechanically genre wise, it's closer to what we might call. I mean, it's a blobber, yeah. but in terms of the combat, it's, it's closer to what we call, might call a console RPG. Right. Now, even though it's played on PC, it's confusing, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, know, but, but genre is different than platform or country. Uh, precisely. Yeah. yeah. But just uh, to say like, we're, we, we are so far back that this is kind of, kind of before fish and frogs were different things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's real back in the day and that's that's not to say there are no mechanical tweaks or innovations oh. or anything like there's cool stuff that it does there really it's just is also, yeah there's a weird breathness of content yeah in it like which we'll get into um it's it i'm i've been looking forward to this episode like Same. i it was a struggle to play this this game but there's a lot of interesting things to talk about mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh in this the you know basic uh principles you play a party of adventurers you're trying to defeat the evil wizard mangar uh, and you are locked in the city of Scarabray in an eternal winter. You're snowed in. Right. Uh, and Mangar has unleashed monsters into the streets mm-hmm. and somebody's got to do something about it. Right. Um, to do this, you have to navigate the town and several dungeons from a first person perspective, uh, battling enemies to get stronger and finding clues and items that will help you proceed. Uh, and Gary, you have used the word a couple of times here. You've described this as a blobber. Uh, what does a blobber mean? 
uh, a blobber is a first person uh, dungeon crawler uh, like this where you control a party, uh, but basically all as one unit uh, there, uh, like a big blob of people, like the thing from the end of inside. <laughs> um, if you if that description doesn't work, you know what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, as we mentioned, wizardry, might and magic. The dungeons in, say, Ultima or Fantasy Star mm-hmm. become this. Um, they're on a grid. Yeah, usually, um, which is a part of mapping, which is a major part of this. Yeah, that's to talk about. Yeah, and this would roll into things like Etrian Odyssey, um, and to a degree, like Legend of Grimrock is kind of pulling from this. Although the combat in that is very different. Yeah, it being uh, real time makes a big difference. Yes, yeah, for that. Yeah. Uh, so a note about versions. Uh, you can obviously still emulate the original uh, original Apple II version of it. I would recommend looking at video of that just to see what it looked like, because mm-hmm. some of the effects are pretty spookily cool for, you know, uh, the, firmly in the middle of the Reagan administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we played the Bard's Tale trilogy remastered. Uh, this is the one that was released in 2018, kind of uh, uh, as part of the initiative and Kickstarter to make the Bard's Tale 4. Yes. Yeah. Which I've heard good things about. Uh, I played like the first 20 minutes of it. It seems real neat. Uh, This has a bunch of quality of life improvements that bring it more uh, up to speed with modern games. In addition, uh, does some things to kind of unify it with later entries in the trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, uh, you know, the most obvious example is the third game had an auto map built in. Mm -hmm. Um, You can backport that into the first two games as well. Yeah. Using the trilogy. And I recommend it. Uh, mm-hmm. The way mapping works, like we'll talk about this in, in level design. It's a really, really different idea of how to do that. Right. Um, yeah. Just it, it changes the rhythms quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, if <laughs> It's unclear. So the, the they give you tons of very granular options. If you, do, if you decide that you want to go into legacy mode for what you want to turn on and what you want to turn off. Because I have not played the original, it's very difficult for me to... Uh, make a uh, you know to, to have knowledge of what was added in which um, uh, in in which versions yeah or, I, where, I, or in which sequels like I didn't know that the original version didn't have distances and the having enemies at different ranges really really changes the game <laughs> yeah yeah it adds it adds some much needed complexity yes uh, to things. Um, another change that this is a, a change with the remaster and in general, we say there's a change with this version. It may have been in the third entry in the game, which we haven't played. Right. So, so bear with us there. Um, but you have, uh, so you have a party made of six people. Uh, this gives you a seventh slot, mm-hmm. um, in the, in the remaster. And this is, so you, uh, this is for a cool innovation, which we'll talk about, yeah. but generally you have a party of six. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different classes we should, uh, we should chat about briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, we got bards. Uh, those are, that's the most, that's the coolest thing to me. Yes. In this. Yeah. Um, this is the first thing to make bards cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game and really necessary in multiple ways. Like you, you need one to solve a puzzle, yeah. uh, get, but they're, uh, absolutely crucial support characters mm-hmm. in this. Um, they sing, uh, yep. they sing songs that are long lasting, uh, really clever, cleverly. Uh, they can sing a certain number per level, but then they need to go to a bar and wet their whistle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Love that. You know, so yep. you can just do different uh, drinks and then you get your songs filled up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not great fighters or anything, but eventually we'll get magical instruments yeah. that do stuff and then get the ability to just kind of sing as much as they want mm-hmm. uh, and become just absolutely killer support members of the crew. I think that's really cool that they made this mechanically interesting 
uh, class basically from from almost nothing. Yeah, in eighty five. Yeah, um, uh, it, it is it is real neat. It is the way that bards like I don't know. It's a it's a it's a good way for them to function. Like yeah. I associate this kind of thing with uh, like EverQuest and the way that that, that they handle bards. Right. It's different than the D and D way, which just, which bards can do this, but they're also just jacks of all trades. Mm. Uh, here, a bard is specifically a music musician. Yeah. Uh, um, there are a bunch of melee fighters that all function really similarly, uh, but yeah. have some slight differences. So like you've got paladins and warriors and those are basically identical except for some stat differences. Equipment uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like paladins could have uh, are able to uh, take a little bit lower stats, but they can equip uh, kind of more specialized things that you get later on in the game. They get multi hits easier as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things. Uh, uh, monks are standard D and D rules. Like cannot equip a lot of equipment, but their stats go up naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. a money saving thing. But then you don't get to use the cool fun equipment you get. Mm. Uh, and hunters are a little bit weaker, but they gain the ability to get critical hits. Yes, uh, they have a critical rating. Um, the kind of special classes. Uh, so rogues in this are kind of interesting. They actually, I didn't realize this. Um, they were just there to disarm traps basically Mm -hmm. uh, back in the original version and they could hide in shadows, but in the original version that was just to not take damage. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ability to do a backstab Mm -hmm. uh, is ported into the remaster. Yeah. That's a Um, good, uh, a good addition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I didn't end up using a rogue. You have more classes than you have character slots Mm -hmm. uh, in this, but that is a good reason to use a rogue. It kind of gives you a bonus frontline fighter. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have two different kinds of casters with a really interesting magic system. Yeah. Um, Conjurers and magicians is how you start out. They both have entirely different spell progressions uh, that come up. Uh, Every two levels, you get new spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about how you learn them and stuff when we talk about ton exploration. But the interesting thing is you multi-class them. Yeah. Um, they can turn into uh, two other classes. Yeah. Uh, sorcerers and wizards. Yeah. So conjurers are more about like dungeoneering stuff and just damaging single enemies. Magicians are uh, like support magic and group attacks. Um, mm-hmm. Then the advanced classes, um, the sorcerers do a lot of direct damage stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then wizards, uh, it's a lot of summoning. Uh, for uh, kind of filling in that seventh slot, uh, if you would yeah. like to, uh, you can get very powerful things in there. There's also a really interesting sorcerers can do um, illusions mm-hmm. uh, for that, and you can then you can have an illusionary member of your party, but they can be disbelieved yes. by monsters, so they have a chance to eliminate it. That's all neat. Mm-hmm. I think that's neat. Uh, it does end up. Uh, it's kind of makes a weird rhythm for level ups because you uh, can switch over classes at level three mm-hmm. um, or once you have two spell levels uh, but you don't want to you want to yeah. go through all of the spell levels and then you start over at level one while keeping all of your stuff mm-hmm. so you level up really quickly yeah uh, into these new classes yeah uh, so yeah. i i got my two casters they, they went from level one to 13 four times yes <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's real silly uh, yeah and you get you just get a staggering number of spells yeah uh, from this, there are a lot of different spells and they're cumulative. Like you don't lose your old spells when you change classes. Right. Yeah. Uh, a weird, it's very weird to have a basically no cost multi-class system like that. Yes. Yeah. It's kind uh, of balanced by the fact that, uh, there is a party layout. Here. Right. So your, your wizards, you keep them in the back. Uh, they can only cast spells or use range weapons. Mm-hmm. Only the first four ranks can do uh, melee damage. 
mm-hmm. is exposed to melee damage, and then the back ranks are not. Right. Uh, they can only do ranged things. Yeah. The remaster makes things a little bit tougher. Dead, al- dead allies will automatically fall to the back, pushing weaker mm-hmm. enemies or pushing weaker allies to the front. Uh, so having any of your front guys, one of which may be a rogue or a or a bard, which might be a little bit weaker, having one of them drop, you may end up getting the only guy who can teleport you out of the dungeon or yeah. revive people killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it is. It is. Again, it is much easier, but it's still harsh. Yes. In that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Different classes are able to equip different but overlapping sets of gear. Uh, More advanced gear is going to give you spells on use um, or uh, give you these passive uh, buffs, many of which can get really, really powerful. And those, of course, like D&D, you need to pay to uh, have them identified. Yes. Yeah. Uh, In town. Uh, mm-hmm. A rogue can also do it. That's the a rogue's other special skill. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you took one, which I didn't. Uh, so you spend above ground, there's the, the town. You spend your time there, and there is a day and night cycle uh, for it. Nighttime is similar to a Castlevania 2. It mm-hmm. is a dangerous night to have a curse. Uh, and the difference here is that you can encounter enemies in multiple groups. Yeah. Uh, during the day, you'll always be one group. Mm-hmm. At night, you'll fight multiple groups. Yeah. And your solar powered uh, characters, your photosynthesis mages will not automatically recharge their spells. Yeah. Uh, so you would have to make your way. Although I don't know if the, uh, if the energizer guy is open at that time. Uh, uh, energy. I think energizer guy is open. Okay. Uh, the only two yeah. things that are closed are the advancement council and Garth's uh, <laughs> Garth's equipment in Florium. Not night owls there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can, advance, it, it took me, I had to like Google to figure this out. Uh, not great mm-hmm. documentation on this game. Uh, I had to Google to figure out you can automatically advance today by going to the, uh, by going to the adventurers guild. Yeah. Uh, which so is that's, where, that's, good. Yeah. Or he's going to say, uh, DWG had some cool insight on that. Cause I was, oh. I was talking about how it like you spend a nighttime and all you can really do is hang around the temples and mm-hmm. grind yeah. through the night. Uh, in the original version, you have to save. Mm-hmm. at the adventurers guild so you would probably naturally figure out that it advances today right because you would go there to save mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um so uh, yeah i was just like man the, and the day and night it moves very slowly uh yes. is the thing this is not like a you know an eight minute day four minute night kind of deal no yeah um when you go into dungeons things change uh, mostly from nav- uh, from a navigational standpoint, you're still going on grids, uh, but mm-hmm. um, it's dark. Uh, you lo- and you lose your sense of heading. So uh, you know if you're playing the old version, you lose the little uh, uh, message that tells you which direction you're facing. Uh, if you're playing the new version, you you lose your compass um, mm-hmm. and uh, your uh, mini map. If you decide to be using that, uh, will change to the useless kind of mini map where Relative north is not up. Yes. Yeah. Whichever way you're facing looks up yeah. uh, there. So you use spells uh, to gain light and get your compass back Yeah, uh, from this. Um, it's worth talking just real quick because uh, we we didn't talk about it before. Um, mm-hmm. The advancement, as we mentioned, the advancement council, mm-hmm. uh, that is how you level up and yes. get new spells. You have to go to a council of weirdos <laughs> uh, to, to get this. They give um, you so- your, your annual review. Yeah, you, you go and you pay your dues, and it costs money. Uh, you go there and you say, like, hey, I've killed this many monsters. And they say, okay, you're level two and make you more powerful. Uh, you get HP up and a random stat up. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a problem uh, yes. and could encourage uh, saves coming 
for mm-hmm. level ups, like like a fire emblem. Again, just <laughs> thinking about modern games that didn't <laughs> shed this nonsense. Um, yeah. So uh, I never did that. I didn't save scum them, but mm-hmm. you would if you were min maxing, and I think you'd probably be more likely to in the original version because it's much harder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to waste a level because they get more expensive as you go. Uh, yeah. Even much more so in the original version, the leveling curve has been kind of smoothed out um, in oh, the yeah. uh, in the new one at the expense of getting rid of the grinding spots that people used the, to use. Uh, you just had to find different ones. Mm-hmm. You got to find that. Uh, you got to find those undead. Those like <laughs> sixty nine whites. Yeah, I uh, yeah. couldn't I couldn't find any that, that were uh, the, the, that sufficed. Oh, they're in yeah. the catacombs, my man. There's there's they're a route in the catacombs uh, of the bad god or whatever. Yeah, no, I that thought, I. I had a route. It was just much. it was just not very good compared yeah. to what they were describing experience plate wise in the uh, in the guides that I referred to. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a you. It feels like you could do better, but then it, that's the fucking. I mean, god damn it, we, we were talking <laughs> about this kind of game setup, and I'm like, what is the difference between me just spending the hours I spent on this and then just going and altering an INI file? <laughs> you know, I just like it, it's so silly to be like we found grinding spots. They just mm-hmm. weren't as efficient. Yeah. We were doing the same fucking thing. Yep. Like it's just slower. Mm-hmm. God, I hate this combat model. This, like, <laughs> experience combat model. This is it, it this is the the uh the you know, the logical extension mm-hmm. of of a grindy console RPG experience. Yeah. But good god, is it a grindy console rpg experience where you're just happen mm-hmm. like there are cool fights there are hard fights yeah and stuff but you just spend so much time on anonymous encounters i cannot recall yeah <sighs> another just kind of gripe thing this is quality of life that is not even really addressed in the uh in the remaster lots and lots of recasting spells um yeah. uh, you know like it, uh, there are tons of things that are just going to seemingly arbitrarily or seemingly just to um, uh, annoy you, just drop all of your enchantments and they get much more common as they go on. Anti-magic. Yeah. Anti-magic or, you know, even in the, uh, like the earlier dungeons, like the dungeons are dark, you need, you know, Mm -hmm. but there is a darker than dark that you can run into that snuffs out (laughs) all of your light. Uh, yep, super just, dark. Yeah, and you just got to go in and select the s- select the spell that you want to use, and then it goes. Yes, uh, uh, you know uh, that has impact it. in terms of menu tax. Yes, you know what, what you're talking about. It also has impact in terms of rhythm mm-hmm. uh, of just piling up reasons that you have to make a run back to town. Yeah, early on, the only way to get your spell points back is to, uh, to you know to head back to town and talk to this guy in a mage tower. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, you can have a torch to do light, like that's fine, but you can't have a compass, mm-hmm. you know? So if you end up on a, on a trap that gives you, ruins your sense of direction, uh, you may as well head back Yeah, because if you, if you're out of magic points, first of all, you know, if you're doing like we did and use casters for trap zap, mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, disarm like chest, which every single one of them's trapped, um, you're useless, you know, you're yeah. dead in the water. Um, and this is on top of a lot of different status effects. That make mm-hmm. you dead in the water. So between them constantly stripping you of your, you know, I want to, they're not even buffs. Like they're, they're necessary exploration aids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these status effects, you're just constantly shuttle running back to the surface. Yeah. No. Uh, with this, uh, which again, changes that rhythm of just uh, back and forth, grindy, grindy, grindy. Yeah. You know, I, the number of times where like my party was doing pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, but I was out of spell points. 
So yeah. I just had to trudge back because I'm like, all it's going to take is one bad fucking encounter mm-hmm. to be ruined. And I can't buy uh, an elixir. I can't buy nope. your like a mana potion right. or anything like that. No, um, no, no, no healing, but what your casters can do and yes. uh, your casters. I, I think that in the, in the remaster, there are two tiles that will uh, re- refresh your MP inside later dungeons. There's, there's yeah. one in Mangars and I think there's one, uh, I think there's one in the, the castle uh, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. So like you're leveling up and grinding. I mean like, yeah, to be able to fight tougher enemies, but like, Everything except for the last boss encounter, I was able to destroy in one or two rounds, right? Like, it's not necessarily, you know, to get through these meat walls. You're kind of leveling to increase the size of your gas tank so that you are not reaching the failure condition of running out of every single resource before you get to those things that will uh, kind of like, you know, knock you over if you get to them unprepared. And the reason you want the high gas tank is because this, and this is a good a time, a good place to talk about this as any, mm-hmm. is the level design of this place, which yes. is really strange. Um, you are encouraged to make a beeline mm-hmm. uh, to the goal of these dungeons. Right. Um, they are mazes. The little nooks and crannies are just nooks and crannies. Like yeah. every once in a while, you'll find a set encounter there. And mm-hmm. you can find a treasure chest or find a monster that drops a treasure. Yeah. But in general, they're mazes to get through. Once you know how to get through them, you know, once you've mapped or gone through the uh, the first you know few levels of a maze, you really just want to jet to the, yeah. the fourth level. The only thing stopping you is being high enough level mm-hmm. to fight the monsters there. Yeah. So it's not like these are spaces to explore other than for the pure, you know, purely exploring, just completing yeah. a map. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like putting together a jigsaw puzzle almost. Yeah. You know, you're you're not exploring to find anything extrinsic or even intrinsic because at the end of the day, you're just getting a map mm-hmm. or a maze rather. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like a cool layout or anything. Right. Uh, it it ends up being really really weird where the first time you go into a dungeon, you're checking. You know, at least for me, I was checking all the tiles because I'm incentivized to explore a video game space mm-hmm. yeah. you know and i would find the path downward and my video game heuristic would pop in and i would say i can't do that i'm not done with this floor there's you a whole know, corner i haven't looked at maybe yeah. there's stuff there's not stuff no. like j- you when you find the way down go down mm-hmm. you know it's it's an entirely different way to to play these games and think about them yeah uh you know and if you were making your own maps which is a big part of the appeal um, for, for people who are fans of this genre, like creating their own maps on graph paper, that would be the game mm-hmm. trying to map it. So then you have this map, you have this physical object that showed you how to zip to the end of this. Yes. You know, you have like a, you, you created a artifact of mastery, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that's a big part of the appeal for people yes. who, who love these games with auto mapping and coming out from a modern game set. It just felt weird. I, I just kind of felt, uh, kind of kicked in the teeth for going and exploring stuff. And then when I realized I didn't have to, I was yeah. like, well, I could go forward, but I'll get killed. So I guess I just have to find a, a grinding loop. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where to go. I just can't go there yet. Let's just uh, run around this second level of the catacombs forever, <laughs> you know, uh, until I get enough levels until I run out of YouTubes to watch. Yeah. Like I, I ran out of YouTubes to have in the background. Mm-hmm. I totally caught up on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, uh, I, I cashed three it, seasons of Archer. 
uh, play yeah, in this game. It, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's a weird way to like launder other media into your brain. <laughs> you know, like, and I understand that's, that's a, again, a logical conclusion of the appeal of a lot of these games for folk. Mm-hmm. Like throw on a podcast, throw, you know, we talk about podcast games, throw on uh, another form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was stretching for me my limits of that. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It just the spaces, I'm going to say they don't feel designed. That is probably mean and it's inaccurate. Somebody made them. They were not made for interest. They were not made uh, to, you know, hide a, ch- a particular challenge or to test you in any way. It is space as friction. Uh, yes. You know, if you look at, you know, just go on Game Facts and look at the very helpful maps that they have there, you will see, you know, the icons for stuff and just the. <laughs> It is very incident, uh, uh, incident, not dense. Let's say yes. there's no density yeah. of incident to this. They're mazes. Yeah. It's, it's part of the reason why I don't like mazes in, in a general sense is I associate mm-hmm. them with this kind of thing. Oh yeah. You know, even in games I like, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the worst dungeon of Baldur's gate, like the thieves maze. Yeah. It's awful. And the reason it's awful is it's just a maze. The first dungeon you go into in this place is a wine cellar and it's absurd. <laughs> like the, this bar has like a multi-level super complex, like the wine district that it was built on top of, <laughs> you know, it makes no sense as a space. It's there's a little bit of atmosphere because you're crawling around in the dark, Yeah, you know, but not a sense of atmosphere that you can map onto a metaphor yeah. or anything or a map onto any kind of reality to role play it. At least it's for not, me. It's not fungible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you do, you, you navigate by squares, you know, you're going 90 degrees and turning and stuff like that. Uh, stepping onto a new square might spring a trap, um, mm-hmm. on you, uh, either damage or status effects, you know, either the entire party or just one, uh, sometimes you get a message, you know, these are clues, uh, most often. So you want to make a note notes of these, these are updated on the auto map in the, uh, in the trilogy as well. So mm-hmm. you can just mouse over that and get a tooltip of what was there, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, or you might activate some kind of special effect. And by special effect, I mean, always negative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> teleport traps, baby. Ooh, we're, uh, we're, we're, th- we're in the thick of it, man. Yeah. You, you think they'd leave those behind? Uh, you know, just thinking back to fantasy star two and all the tele- uh, th- teleporter traps within fantasy star two was six years after this, my dude. I know. No, that's what I'm saying though, is that like you have six years to learn. Yeah. Teleporter traps fucking suck. I know that that was still long. Both were a long time ago, mm-hmm. but come on, man. Like who's that fun for? <laughs> it just, the, the best case scenario for a teleporter trap is like you get lost and you're disoriented. And I, I, if I squint my eyes, I can see the use case. Like, Oh, I'm in so much danger. Like, how do I get mm-hmm. back? Yeah, it just no. requires a degree of role playing and immersion that I cannot summon no. in this kind of thing. Uh, it just ends up being frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you were if you were doing your own mapping rather than uh, auto mapping, you start a new it, map and then you have to reconcile it. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is a kind of challenge, but it's a kind of challenge where you're constantly being interrupted. Yeah, while you're doing it, you're constantly fighting mm-hmm. uh, because there are a lot of encounters yeah. in this game. Uh, I mean, they'll happen randomly on a timer, so don't just sit there and answer a text yeah. on your phone. There's, there's uh, a because, pause yeah, button in well, this, you, you, and you have to use it if you if you want to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, or when you step on uh, specific encounter tiles, uh, some uh, the, which will always spawn the same specific uh, kind of uh, group of enemies. Yes. This is where 69 whites hang out. <laughs> not gonna move. <laughs> or like, just, or, or, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Or just like later, like 
<laughs> like 120 <laughs> hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, oh shit! I walked into a tennis. Tr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stumbled into a tennis tournament of hobbits. No. Yeah. It just, oh, it's the Hobbit, Oli- Hobbit Olympics these days. Yeah, it's like yo. Here's 73 gnomes. They're always here. They always hang out. Just fucking the crew. Absolute dream blunt rotation. 73 hobbits. <laughs> uh, it's it's very funny. Um, so those are those are specific things. Those will become the cornerstone of your grinding strat. Yes. Uh, there. Uh, combat is displayed in text. Um, there are little character portraits uh, for your characters and for the monsters. Mm-hmm. I love these. Oh, they're so good. I find these so charming. Uh, the the updated ones mm-hmm. that they did to, because uh, the original version of this, you could not play a lady. Uh, mm-hmm. character we'll talk we uh we should probably talk about character creation real quick at some point yeah um it's 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 brief but um mm-hmm. you couldn't make a lady until bard's tale three they ended up making new portraits so you could uh, mm-hmm. and they made them in the same old style yep <laughs> and like it's just very admirable to make this kind of absolutely dorky art without it coming off as like self-conscious or winky yeah, um, I'm like the uh, like all of the art, you know, like you, you could again, you can look at these comparisons, uh, you know, comparison videos that people have made on YouTube. All of the art is uh, paint overs of the original sprite work. So yes. like all of the gonkiness of them and all of just the strange decisions that were made uh, by these people at Interplay, they were lovingly rendered uh, in I love like Clip Studio Pro. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how every critter looks in this. Yeah. Uh, it makes me very happy. Um, just because we, I, I want to make sure we cover it. Uh, yeah. Character creation. In this is random dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, no weighting the stats. No assigning. No. You can re-roll as often as you want, but they are random. Right. Uh, this is also like super archaic, and I'm sure there are people who have like a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. uh, for that. What it means, though, is just re-rolling over and over. Yeah. You know, uh, later games that want to have this lineage will usually include some kind of quality of life things um, like being able to borrow points, mm-hmm. you know, distribute stats after the fact. Or yeah. if you see a pretty good roll, you can save it, yes. bank it, and then keep rolling. And then you can bring that one back if you get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so here. You're just going to keep re-rolling until you get your 18 constitution, 18 strength for your yeah. fighter or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so just uh, it's a it's a click tax uh, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you're selecting class and then race as well. So, yep. Uh, and race determines, uh, maximums right. for stats. <laughs> so. That's so, so fucked up. Yeah. Sorry. It just, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very common thing in role-playing games, uh, but no, yeah, no, it's, I know. it's a, it's the kind of eugenics that we just dealt with. I, you know. I'm, I'm aware of the lineage, but it's just, yeah. once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Once you say it, it's, it's a very, um, yeah, it's a, it's no good. Yeah. It's very phrenology, uh, based. Uh, oh man. Back, back to combat. So you have these beautiful, uh, portraits, everything is in text, uh, and it's turn-based. You input the commands for your whole party in order. Uh, then the round plays out um, with speed stats. So there's kind of an initiative, but you don't know this before making your decisions. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, speed ends up being the thing that will win most of your uh, uh, most yes. of your encounters, uh, yep. which is just can 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 my sorcerer get off Mangar's mind blade quickly yep. enough? Yeah, yeah. We we hate Mangar, but we still will use his mind blade. Mm. Um. The, how ironic uh, how ironic and yet you live in a mangar <laughs> um <laughs> if you so you, that's how you're gonna grind and have it be not miserable uh sorcerer always goes first you're pretty happy 
Yeah. You know, uh, the enemies are stacked in groups uh, there. So there'll be like uh, one group will be seven hobbits mm-hmm. or 17 hobbits or 73 hobbits. And uh, you just kind of wear them down similar to a Heroes of Might and Magic mm-hmm. uh, unit stack. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. Um, and then there will be different groups. So all the hobbits will hang out together. All the ninjas will hang out in a second group. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are having a party of some kind. But um, And uh, they, they will sometimes be, sometimes they'll all be right up at you. You know, they'll show their, their distance. Yeah. You know, uh, and then they'll, they'll sometimes they'll be spaced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there so 20 yeah. 30 feet and on your spells and everything will show you the range uh, mm-hmm. effective range and maximum range right uh the distance thing was added later uh this is absolutely necessary uh for yes. this otherwise you're i mean it, that's the only thing that you know keeps it from being tapa 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 the entire yeah. time right it's, it's um, still pretty tapa 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 it's extremely tapa tapa yeah, yeah, but it, it it's like it's it's ninety nine percent tapa tapa instead of one hundred percent tapa tapa. What 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 I love about just kind of the tacit admission of tapa tapa in the um uh in the invent or the the options, which are they do m- mouse friendly controls, which mm-hmm. is uh they don't move around the options uh for characters where stuff isn't available. So yep. just like they know you're going to be hovering over a spot and then just and just just hammering on it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just mo- you know, left click, go, brrr, and and just because, like, what else are you gonna do when you run to seventy three hobbits? You know, <laughs> you gotta start like, somewhere. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, you can you can spend a turn to advance uh, mm-hmm. if you would like, uh, but doing that will leave you uh, open for uh, enemies. Um, Depending uh, on the get- enemy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. every once in a while, you'll get these encounters that feel very like kind of cinematic to me, where the melee people will be in the back row. Mm-hmm. And I'll be away. And we just like walk towards each other. Yeah. You know, and just like, you know, did you, what'd you say? No, mm-hmm. I said it, you know, yeah. you better shut me up. I'll shut you up. Good. <laughs> you know, it just kind of, uh, yeah. you know, jets and sharks mm-hmm. until you, uh, you know, click on each other until you die. Yeah. Or you you can gamble like, Hey, of the, you know, if these melee enemies are the, you know, this you know, the 20 feet away, I can cue in an attack in the hopes that they're going to close the distance for me by the time that yes. attack goes. Yeah. Yeah. So and if it doesn't happen, nothing really happens. Right. Right. It just, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool choice. And then also, but it's, uh, I'm going to stand on this side of the room and swing my arms. Yeah. And then the, the 73 gnomes either walk forward into the range of your arms or they stand there like you know and don't uh-huh. uh it's, it's um yeah it is it's silly yeah uh, uh so after each battle your party's going to gain experience it's split evenly among those who are still alive pokemon style yeah. um and uh, you're also going to get money um tons of money a lot of money money becomes yeah. so it is so important early on when you're paying yeah. for healing uh when you are paying for revives and stats and stuff later on fuck it i don't care <laughs> It's all it is. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then sometimes there'll be a treasure chest, uh, specifically in dungeons. Yeah. There'll be treasure chest. They're almost always trapped. You want to trap zap them or have a, a rogue. And it'll show you the percentage uh, that your rogue has uh, to successfully disarm the trap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we talked about the mazes. You know, we talked about all these different, uh, you know, kind of gimmicks that the dungeons have. There are ones for each dungeon. Mm-hmm. You know, that are kind of different, but there's not a lot of variety. Uh, and it, it cannot be stressed enough. Like there are five dungeons, like kind of four and a half mm-hmm. in, in this. Uh, and that's it. Like you yeah. go to the dungeons, you go to get the clue to go to the next dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then that is, that is it. 
Yes. On yeah. paper, it is a very short, very simple game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, like of the dungeons, like, you know, looking at the identity, the, the Kyle Arns tower, I think is the most interesting because that mm-hmm. is, you know, like puzzle maze stuff. It's yeah. cool. This is exactly what I want from this kind of game. Uh, yes. but everything else, uh, <laughs> I found, uh, a, a term in one of the guides that I looked at, uh, you know, just referencing like, Hey, what should I be prepared for in this place? You know, just to reduce friction. Right. Uh, and there was a term that came up that is one of the most damning, just like nuclear, uh, phraselets I have ever heard, which is, this is going to be a bit of a patience puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, <laughs> it's a, like it's not interesting. It's not hard. It's just gonna like defy you to sit there and continue doing it. It's it's and again, I would I would argue that's a lot of yeah. the genre. Yes, uh, you know, uh, me being on my my bullshit, but it's I think it's true. Uh, whenever you have like a grindy lot of encounters that don't do anything, it is a patience puzzle. Yeah, like can you get through it? Can you tolerate it? <laughs> you know how how itchy are you feeling to to be engaged? Yes. With, you know, or are you watching YouTube in the background or are you stopping to map, which I'm sure would actually help a lot, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of breaking up the rhythm uh, or are you a sicko who can pretend, you know, who can round up the atmosphere right, uh, to a degree that I, I no longer have the antibodies for. And I am an old, you know, PC game guy, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is just too far, yeah. you know, for me in that way. Yeah. Um, the dungeons are huge. Like not only do you just go, you know, we say there's only three of them, that they're really big and you have to make all those runs because your spell points will run out. Yeah. Uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, this gets easier later on when you learn the spell, a port arcane, uh, which mm-hmm. is teleportation. Uh, however, uh, there are certain floors where a port arcane cannot be used. Same thing with, uh, the phase portal, which lets you make a door in a wall. Uh, yeah. it's cool that they give you that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they will take it away, uh, when they, uh, when you need to, uh, neat thing is you can teleport from floor to floor. You just cannot teleport mm-hmm. to a floor where it is, uh, where it's, uh, uh, forbidden to you. Yes. There are anti-teleporter shields. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the features of the yes. things you can teleport. And then there'll be like force fields you can't teleport into. Yes. Uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of puzzles mm-hmm. in the game, but not very many. Uh, you know, where you, you uh, had to find a password or solve a riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cool. Uh, it's welcome. Uh, I don't know how welcome it would be without like bright lights and dark shadows. Right, know? right. I don't know how these would hold up if they weren't, you know, if it wasn't fucking starving. It, it's it, it, it's real. Like the, the difficulty of them is on the level of the uh, the, the the chunky um, yes. uh, uh, game, game <laughs> show. Served hot served or cold. <laughs> if left out, it will grow mold. Mold <laughs> from a cow's udder. yes exactly this red condiment can be put on french fries or burgers (laughs) (laughs) it's a chunky Uh, there's just there's just not enough chunkies i guess chunky is just 73 gnomes yeah there are so many chunkies chunkies. yeah i I body slammed 400 of them in the castle dude (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like oops all chunkies Uh, yeah aesthetics you know at the time uh very impressive now charming you know mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I hate that word it doesn't spend with other people but i i sincerely like i find it charming mm-hmm. you know which is all i can say like i find it quaint and cute yeah 
yeah. I love the the graphics. I love the big beardo singing the intro song to me. Like, all that <laughs> stuff is very sweet. You got you uh, gotta to you gotta at least look at the opening of um, <laughs> look at the opening of Bard's Tale Four, which recreates that scene in FMV with a oh, guy, with, yeah, with, with a guy wearing the fakest beard you've ever seen. It's oh. a it's a Nathan for you fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, yeah. I I love that. That's that's you know that gets me. Yeah. Um, there's uh, this will be a quick episode. Uh, because there's no real narrative right to this game uh it's not a story uh gamed there's a there's an evil wizard uh the he the town's full of fucking monsters mm-hmm. and that's it uh go fight the wizard right yeah uh whether or not that is acceptable to you you know i'm fine i i mm-hmm. i, I kind of don't miss it and you know especially in lieu of getting a worse you know, like okay you asked for a story let's get a real 1985 ass story in here you know uh, kind of deal and it's just kind of i don't know it doesn't feel necessary for this kind of game to you know have wheels right it reminds me of like dragon quest yeah you know in terms of stuff that uh, i played that were the early rpgs i played like mm-hmm. i wasn't looking for a story in dragon quest either right you know there's just a guy Mm-hmm. you know go go fight him right yeah yeah uh i don't know where to where to put this but in reading about it uh this is a game that came out in the era of really cool clue books that you were can like find it online like it, can, i i yeah i was reading about it or reading yeah. it it's uh yeah. and so it, you, you could buy this uh it was a first person journal that was written by a visiting dignitary who got uh caught in Scarabray, uh, when the winter came down, who, who almost succeeded in getting to Mangar. And then he passes yeah. it down to somebody who is, you know, presumed to be you. So like, uh, it is written in first person with like lower end stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, written it, you know, and, and characters relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Like he, that, the dignitary has a thief with him. He's like, the thief is eyeing this new treasure I've gotten and stuff like this. Yeah. All these things that like, again, the ideal use case for this is this stuff's going on in your head. Right. Uh, and that is how old uh, CRPGs wanted you to to think. Yeah, you're not you just know, desi- you're not just designing your party for uh, you know, mechanics, but it's like, oh, well, you know, just we got these group of people together. What are we, you know, whatever, yeah. what, what's implied by that? I'm going to role play big time. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, the Bard's Tale began development as Tales of the Unknown. Yeah. And this was the third game that created by Interplay. Uh, Interplay was founded in 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy behind this uh, is this guy named Michael Cranford, uh, designed and programmed this game inspired by Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which he used to play with Interplay's uh, founder, Brian Fargo. Right. Um, I cannot recommend, I could not uh, get to download because it is in the weird archives. Mm-hmm. Uh, an old Retronauts, uh, Jeremy Parrish did an interview with Michael Cranford that I remember oh. that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I get an error every time I try to listen to it. Oh, no. Uh, on either the public or Patreon feed, yeah. which makes me think that it's just old. You right. know, and there, there's some kind of kind of thing. But I remember listening to that and it being really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recommended and shout out to those guys. I'm kind of surprised that Jeremy went in on a uh, on an old uh, PC. PC though, he like does that. it. Uh, yeah. Jeremy's expanding his uh, his horizons like it, very old stuff. But he's mm-hmm. uh, he's been doing a lot of weird uh, old PC RPG stuff like he doesn't really play them. Mm-hmm. He just has been doing interviews and talking about them. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's real neat. Yeah. Uh, so the goal in making this was to address shortcomings that they saw. You know, they liked the genre, but you know, the big temple example uh, of it, you know, wizardry had real rudimentary graphics. You, know, you go back and yes. look at the original wizardry. You know, just on Apple computers, not even Macintosh. <laughs> like yeah. it's a, uh, it's it, it's pretty rough. They wanted to kind of bring a little bit more, um, uh, you know, fit and polish to it. 
you know, uh, and also mm-hmm. to bring music and sound and stuff. Uh, so yeah. to make this a little bit more of a spectacle and they succeeded on that count. It's actually kind of weird to go and look at a video of people playing the original Apple version of this game. I think of the Apple two, I think of Oregon trail. I think yes. of, you know, really basic lemonade stand stuff. I know there's more than just that on yeah, those, but yeah. like to see a game this lush and to see the specifically the transitions creating this uh, kind of appearance of a 3D animated world when you move around, uh, it's it's a neat effect. And I could see being fucking blown away by it. Yeah, uh, a huge showstopper. Really yeah. neat thing that happened in this uh, in the original version. The only music that played were when bard songs were playing. Mm-hmm. So not only did it have music, but it had diegetic music. That's so good. Uh, that's real clever. Like yeah. I, I, I love that little touch. Yeah, you know, like, like no, somebody in your party has to play music. It reminds me of Maniac Mansion, where they uh, on the NES, uh-huh. where they're carrying around the boombox, and the implication is each character is carrying around their own boombox. Uh huh. You know, not even implication. Like there's other music as well that would play in that game. Uh huh. But uh, it reminds like that's a, such a neat idea. Yeah, I mean, just imagine the you know the atmosphere changing. You're super deep in uh, to yeah. a big, to, the, to a big dungeon. Uh, you know, your mage might be dead, so you got to walk out. Uh, your bard is dead, so suddenly it's eerily quiet. Yeah, or your bard is thirsty, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Hey, man, play a. Uh, can you please play that fucking loot?" And he's like, "No, can do. Need a beer, brother." <laughs> Tommy needy drinky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, between the gnomes and <laughs> the Bernie Bros, seventy three Bernie Bros pop up on the. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they always hang out in this square the red square uh, oh. um but yeah the you, barty you might need drinky uh, and then you can't uh so yeah there's the, this idea of like the soundtrack cutting out and it being really spooky yeah yeah uh a, a neat idea um yeah. this required all kinds of technical trickery uh from a memory perspective uh, this was a lot of this was accomplished uh, because of this advanced data compression uh, and developer tools that are credited to Rebecca Heinemann. Yeah, who you uh, may not recall this. But we've met Rebecca Heinemann. Have uh, we? Yeah, Rebecca Heinemann oh, wow. uh, was at uh, PRGE. I, I and, do remember this. She uh, she came up. Yeah. Um, this was this was around the time that the uh, that the remaster was being done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Might yeah. have been promoting uh, as such. But yeah, we met uh, Rebecca Heinemann. Oh, that's great. Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah. Thank you for dragging my memory about that. Yeah. Yeah. She's neat. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so because uh, there's all this technical trickery, because of that, some weird game functions are attributed to that. Mm -hmm. uh, Because the memory can only keep track of the party state, not the world state. So what's really interesting is that when you save the game, you're just saving your party. The world is static. Mm -hmm. This is why the dungeons are what they are. This is why there are no bosses or climactic encounters in the dungeon. And if there are, they'll just reset. Yes. You know, yeah. if there's something that's kind of positioned a little bit like a boss, you know, like this, you know, 173 gnomes, <laughs> that, that is, that will always be there. It's not right. like you beat it as a function of a climax of the boss. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do that. Right. You, know? you can just go back and body the statue of the mad God as many times as you would like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was conflict and interplay that arose between Cranford, Heinemann, and uh, Fargo, kind of over this late contract that was put out there uh, they, that they tried to get him to sign. Uh, this resulted in Cranford leading the company to pursue theological studies after the Bard's mm-hmm. Tale 2, uh, and Heinemann stepped up uh, to lead the Bard's Tale 3. Yeah, which has interesting plot stuff. Both yeah. the Bard's Tale 2 and the Bard's Tale 3 have a lot more plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody, you know, 
uh, hey, you guys are complaining about this not having a plot. It's all in the sequels. Well, like, yeah, I played this for a long time, and, yeah. and you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, like, that's like, cool, but... Two is like way too long and like a a huge slog, even for people who love the uh, who love the series. Is my understanding. You also uh, import your characters, yes, into two. So like it starts off just piss easy. So it's long and sloggy, but not challenging at all. Right. And like it's one of those things where if you're gonna be tap a tap a sloggy sloggy, like you have to at least be a little bit hard. Yeah. Or really, yeah. what is there? You know. Yeah, and also I'm not complaining about there not being a plot really. <laughs> no, no. It, for this, it's appropriate. You yeah. know, I I would have preferred a, a bit more. Yeah, you know, yeah. S- s- spice to it. Like as is, it would be the kind of thing that I would. I think I would like more in a non-historical context. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the game was quickly ported to several other systems, lots of other PCs. There's a Commodore 64 version that's apparently very good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a stripped back version for the NES, which is apparently really awful. Yeah, uh, if, uh, if folks are to be believed, um, uh, and uh, the game got two sequels, like we said, over the course of the eighties, uh, and there was even a Bard's Tale construction set that came out in nineteen ninety one, which sounds yeah. like would have been a very fun time. Yeah, yeah, you know, I my unlimited adventures, the D anD D one was always the one I played with, but that idea mm-hmm. of you do your series and then put out a a game that lets you make your own mm-hmm. that comes with an adventure, uh, and it was like a great part of early PC gaming. It was yeah, really fun. Uh, Rebecca Heineman uh, tried several times to make and release the Bardsdale 4, was thwarted by these legal complications, uh, various cancellations and such. Um, a fourth game did come out, an official, you know, before the, the Bardsdale 4 that came out recently, mm-hmm. uh, came out in 1989, but it had to be retitled Dragon Wars D-War for legal <laughs> reasons. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer. Um, uh, this became kind of weirdly a transmitter media property. There were eight Bard's Tale novels that came out in the nineties. And when they kickstarted Bard's Tale mm-hmm. four, they just threw in like, Hey, we'll, we'll write six more. You know, a voracious audience. You find yeah. seven, 178 Bard's Tale novels <laughs> hanging out in the square. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, just if, if, if that sounds cool to you, it's there. I could see those being cool. Yeah. There's there's nothing inherently wrong with Scarabray or like the mythology and stuff yeah, of this. Yeah. It's a little generic, but like depending mm-hmm. on the writer, I bet you those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just yeah. uh, kind of seems like uh, like pop boiler uh, kind yeah. of uh, fantasy kind of stuff, which I can be in the mood for. Yeah. 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 Uh, when the Forgotten Realms uh, are a little bit too, too out there. Um, that's what that's that's when you get to Greyhawk, baby. Yeah, uh, uh, man, they're, they're like humble release this huge. Uh, yeah, they released those book collections. They, they had like thirty Forgotten Realms books. Oh, I just, boy. I just, I just end up looking at that and I'm like, I don't know, man. It's it, it kind of it, it's got a little bit of Homer's rotten hoagie appeal. <laughs> are, they, are they novels or like source books? Novels. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Yeah. That, that is a rotten hoagie you can get yourself into right there. <laughs> it's like this hole is not quite made for me, but I'll, like, <laughs> I'll find a way. If I break enough bones, I can make it work. <laughs> if, if I didn't have these damn arms, yeah. I could slip it. It's, it's like sleeping. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the series was dormant for a while. Uh, in 2004, the Bard's tale, uh, came out. This is the action RPG. Mm-hmm. That is a parody of role-playing games and uh, is not great about women. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, developed by Brian Fargo's new company in exile. 
mm-hmm. uh, Love in Exile. They do a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, the 2004 Bard Sale also got re-released in a re-snarkled edition or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's like the most like lol bacon yeah. nonsense that's that's ever been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, no. uh, I started that game and then could not keep playing it because I got frustrated and irritated by it. But yeah. maybe it's good. I don't know. So see us talking about uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? Like f- funny fantasy is good. Uh, yeah. F- fantasy that tries to be funny by making fun of fantasy. I don't know, man. Less good. Yeah. yeah absolutely less good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in Dorman again, until 2017, uh, there was the Mage's Tale, which is a VR game that I kind of want to uh, check out. I didn't know that existed. VR dungeon mm-hmm. crawler sounds cool to me. Uh, but then they got a proper uh, fourth entry in the series with Bard's Tale 4. Um, it was kickstarted and released in 2018. People love this game, uh, and I can mm-hmm. see why. I fired it up and uh, played like the tutorial for it uh, earlier today, uh, and it seems really cool. Like the There's a very simple grid-based combat kind of deal. You know, It's real-time 3D. Um, and mm-hmm. there are all kinds of options. Like it starts with an assumption that you want to play kind of a modern game. Um, and you can choose how much sicko shit you want to subject yourself to a sprinkle onto it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, definitely curious, uh, mm-hmm. about that. Um, and, uh, you know, do, do you know, uh, I haven't done a lot of research or reading into it. Do you know if, uh, Rebecca Heinemann is involved? Um, I think that she was involved on a technical standpoint, uh, when they, uh, re when they kickstarted, uh, it, uh, I believe that she, she has her own company. She's not in, uh, she's not at in exile. Um, mm-hmm. they subcontracted her company. Uh, it's like old school, uh, with a bunch of old timey oh, letters. K E W L right. Uh, 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 old S K U U each with a new L old school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they contracted her to do the, uh, to the remaster trilogy, uh, for it. Yes. I'm just glad she was able to be involved after trying, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that. So for, for so long, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. And like, like we said, this is, uh, in terms of like episode length to, uh, play length, mm-hmm. I, I, I can stress this enough and I, I <laughs> aim to stress this enough. <laughs> We're going to go through this really quickly. It is not a quick game. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the standards of these, it's relatively quick. Mm-hmm. You can beat the first one in like, you know, 15, 20 hours. Uh, you're going to, to me, uh, at least you're going to feel those 15, 20 hours. Yeah. Um, because you are just going to fight. Fight, 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 fight. So I cannot stress this enough. I don't think you should play this. If you are a real sicko for these, like, sure, you know, but it is just, it does some neat things. Read about it. Read about it. Like all these old games are so much better to read about than to play. Oh, man. I just, I fired up that, I just, I went back to that Bitmap Books, the PC RPG, the one that you have an article in about Alter Ego. Uh, but just to kind of read about this and just like, I don't know, it's been a while since I've read about the antecedents to this. So just kind mm-hmm. of uh, acquainted myself there. And even like the, uh, the JRPG book that they have has some good, yeah. uh, some good context as well. Uh, Cause that has uh, like articles and sections and history about kind of like how those genre tropes were pulled. Oh, wizardry the, the created. Yeah. 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 And black, black, black blade or whatever it was. Yeah. 
the um I started uh I had read it off and on for a long time, but I started uh, a reread from the beginning of the CRPG addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, that blog and that's been really really fun yeah uh for this kind of getting this context he's a lot more friendly to to a lot of these than i am you know enjoys yeah. the mapping enjoy enjoys all that stuff like it, it my shame like you name your characters in this uh and that would be a powerful avenue for role-playing uh-huh. but i would be lying if it wasn't like smite dar shoot dar <laughs> sing dar yeah you know, heal dar and zap dar you know do, 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 yeah no no I, guys, I, I, just, I i i had puncha conja slasha yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly uh it was it was very impossible to do that he he takes it real seriously and it's real fun to read yeah. consequently huge shout out to that blog uh by mm-hmm. the way uh well recommended and though all those bitmap books every single one of them that isn't a pure art book and those uh-huh. have their own specific appeal but every single one of them that hasn't been an art book has been incredible oh yeah yeah uh, uh, the spe- i'm too young to die like fps one is really good the mm-hmm. uh brawlers one yeah is really great uh really really special mm-hmm. publisher the uh the uh the book of like forgotten mac games just like there yeah. are a whole bunch of games that you have never seen because they were on the original macintosh on the mac yep. <laughs> yeah uh Really, really good stuff. Um, cannot uh, the games that weren't mm-hmm. also published by those those people? Like all of this, this book on cancel games. Uh, I love that publisher. I'll buy everything they do. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do we'll do a free ad for this company. I, they're they're really good. It would be <laughs> yeah. fun. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I could almost see like doing a special episode on those and like reading a bunch mm-hmm. of them and kind of talking about the experience of like charting a genre that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's different than Crontendo. Uh, or NES works or something because it's genre specific. Mm-hmm. So you end up getting a really different sense. It's like the hardcore one hundred and one uh, things, which makes sense because yeah. uh, you know very similar lineages. Mm-hmm. But every one of those books is a fucking treasure. One of my most yeah. prized possessions. Love them. Got uh, a huge big yeah. shelf of them. Yep, absolutely adore them. Uh, let's get into it. Let's do. Um, we open with the beefy bard singing his tale of darkness coming and the hero mounting up the force to fight back. Yep. You know. Uh, for uh, for blood and treasure and money and all of that. Yeah, men. The uh, price men did pay. The price men did pay. Wow. <laughs> and we get an opening scroll telling us this. <laughs> dying and being brought back to life conservatively a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> like, One of those price, times is going to come back with a dark passenger. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just the the price I did pay, which was killing seventy three gnomes so many times and hearing them <laughs> say that. Names of their wives and daughters as they sleep them. <laughs> it's like the episode of Sunny where Charlie needs a vacation. Mm, <laughs> he yeah, just yeah. Com- <laughs> comes up from the basement with his rat stick and just you start wondering, is there a difference between them and us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh I the end of that where they go through his journal. That's so good. Like Verm hat. Verm hat. Oh no, this is Verm hat. He's a German who gets in all his problems. <laughs> um, anywho. Uh. Uh, so we get the, and then we get an opening scrawl that tells us about uh, the evil wizard Mangar the Dark uh, came to Scarabray and froze it with a spell of eternal winter. What a dick. <laughs> uh, because of this, evil monsters took over. Uh, and all that was left was for a ragtag group of adventurers uh, to, to take back the town, uh, which we are their leader. Right. Uh, and we begin uh, at the Adventurers Guild with no real clue of where to go. Uh, yes. this is a hint that would be given to you in the manual of where to find the first dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that, that hint was missing from these, the Commodore 64 version. So like you had to figure this shit out yourself. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, ended up wandering around kind of clueless about where to go. 
uh, and what to do, just kind of filling in the map of the streets of Scarabray, something that is very funny when you look on GameFAQs, you know, because eventually mm-hmm. I broke and I was like, all right, so I need to get to a dungeon, actually. Uh, none of the guides tell you specifically what you need to do. There's like this weird omerta <laughs> about like <laughs> about the solutions to these puzzles. Well, it's funny because if you uh, if you're playing the modern version, uh, you're, you're, you're mapping the streets mm-hmm. and you're breaking into houses. Uh, Houses are empty, one square rooms. In the original version, there are monsters in them. Yeah. Uh, That's it. Like, there's monsters in the streets, monsters in the houses. And in the sheets. And in the sheets uh, and at the sheets, uh, getting a big gulp. Mm. Uh, There's also, uh, in the remake version, there's sometimes treasure in the houses, but then also sometimes hints. Mm -hmm. And one of the hints just straight up tells you what to do. Yes. At least on the remaster version. Mm-hmm. So like guys won't tell you, but the game does as long as you're not playing on sicko mode. Right. Yeah. Uh, you want to go through all the houses because you want to get all this treasure and basically exploring the town and hitting every square on it mm-hmm. um, is a good way to level up to a good level to hit the dungeon. Right. Uh, the way the, the way that the town was kind of laid out, you're all, you're never terribly far from either a bar or a temple. Yes. Uh, if you need a heal, so it is a nice low stakes way to get your first like three or so levels, which will set you up very nicely for the wine cellar, but also get money uh, to go yeah. spend uh, to go buy kind of basic starting equipment at Garth's. Everybody's basically naked uh, when they mm-hmm. roll out of the adventures guild slash womb. Um, yeah. Yeah. In the uh, in the remastered version, at the very least, there are pre-created characters that start as level two. Mm-hmm. And fully geared up. Uh, in the original version, a hack was to take them into your party, steal all their stuff, and then put them, <laughs> and dump kick them back out of the street. Yeah, yeah they kick them back at the adventurers guild. Like, <laughs> yeah. go take a nap. You know, <laughs> it's it's safe there. Uh, you don't really need to do that in this one, especially with the treasures in the houses. Right, you, right. you find all the stuff you can buy. Mm-hmm. There, there's not an economy in this game so much. Like, you early on when you're in the town, you're getting all this money because you die all the time. Uh, and you have to heal up and get resurrected and such. But mm-hmm. you can buy out Garth's very early on. Yeah. Everyone has the best stuff you can buy from Garth. Mm-hmm. Garth never updates his inventory. No. Everything else you're going to scrounge uh, from these dungeons. Right. Uh, but you find these hints. One of them says a taste of wine might turn to ready adventure. And I thought that, that they were just being. It's the second s- line of baby. It's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, you fucking creep. <laughs> It'd be a shame if something were to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I didn't read this as a hint of what I was supposed to do. Uh, mm-hmm. I figured it was just telling me like, oh, go to the bars and, uh, you know, drink to get your spells back or your, your songs back, but also pay these bartenders to get rumors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can get hints uh, yeah. is a classic uh, CRPG thing. I like when you order drinks, uh, you can order a ginger ale. Uh-huh. It's the cheapest one. And money is no object at this point. You know, right. the, the, they cost nothing. And the message when you drink a ginger ale is no one is impressed. It's <laughs> 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 powerful anti-teetotaler message in the bard's tale. <laughs> like, yeah. no, nobody like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Everybody the, uh, groaned at your shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the way you do this is certain parts of the town are blocked off by statues uh, and gates. Uh, the south end of the town, there's a samurai statue blocking the gate. Uh, you might be a little bit surprising for Scarabray, but they do have a samurai statue. Mm-hmm. When you walk up to the statue, it turns into a samurai uh, that you must kill. I was expecting this to be very hard. 
Same, uh, yeah, and it's not. It's it's just a guy. You just punch him. <laughs> just uh, a dude. You know, got, yeah, there's I, like six of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the turn economy so works out in your favor. Yeah. Once you do that, there's a very special inn uh, that sells wine. Uh, even if you didn't have the tint hint, you could go to that drinking menu and see for the first time that wine is on the menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you order it, the bartender says, "Hey, go get your own bottle from the cellar," and you go into the wine cellar, the absurdly spacious uh, wine cellar. Right. Uh, and the wine cellar part of this, like this is the first floor of the sewers, basically. Uh, yes. And this is very simple for you. There are kind of four quadrants to it. Uh, a few, you know, encounter squares, but nothing, n- nothing that huge. Just mostly like a handful of hobbits, a couple of you know orcs, half orcs, etc. Uh, there is one trap uh, up in the northeast mm-hmm. uh, and it is a poison trap. And this is yes. likely before you have any of the like flesh restore spells that will it's a level uh, d- four d- spell. dispel that. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which means you have to be at level six, I think mm-hmm. uh, for that or seven. It, it, you had to be pretty high level. Yes. For that uh, level yeah. three gets you level two spells. Five gets you three. Yeah. Yes. So seven gets you four. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty high up. So you right. can't cure poison. Uh, yeah. It just means again, there are these things that interrupt the rhythm. They're just mm-hmm. constantly forcing you to, like the enforced rhythm, it's the kind of thing when we were guessing why they made you level up at the Emerald Herald in Dark Souls mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. The idea was like, oh, they wanted to enforce a rhythm of going home. Right. This does that as well, but it does it in a really irritating way. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there's a spinner square in the center. Uh, this is, it ruins your bearings. Mm-hmm. You know, spins the map. No good. <laughs> just picture stepping on it. And the guy comes and just picks you up under the arms and then <laughs> turns you. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> they they put a blindfold on you and make you pin the tail on the 73 gnomes. Uh, there's We're going to be here all day. Are, <laughs> the, 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 uh, I hate to die. Uh, that's the gnome. Yes. Um, the, uh, their caster enemies, they'll inflict old the stats effect on you, which reduces all your stats to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, go back to town. Yep. Thing. Uh, there are enemies here. Once you go to the sewers of the second level, Black Widow spiders, they poison you. Go back to town. Mm-hmm. All of these things are go back to town. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, nuts. Yeah, more accurately, run from this fight and make up the experience somewhere else when you're grinding. Yes. Yeah. It's worth noting you can uh, run pretty easily. You, yes. I think you start with a base chance of 75% chance mm-hmm. uh, to run, and a rogue, uh, I think, improves that. In this, okay. I didn't take one, but 75% is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and you can try again. Uh, you just have to deal with a round of combat. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is where areas of darkness get added. It is darker than dark. Uh, yes. so it'll snuff out any light source or spell that you have, uh, active yep. to, uh, take care of that. Uh, bummer. Yep. Uh, level one and two of the sewers, which are under this wine cellar are bigger and mazier, uh, and have a lot more encounters, a lot more dead ends. Be a great place to put treasure chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, just choosing not to. Right. Uh, there. Uh, and here we get to a weird thing about the map design, uh, which is, I, I think that all of these dungeons are just interlinked Tauruses. Yeah. Uh, which is they, 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 uh, they, they loop, uh, they loop at East and West and they loop at North and South, uh, which I could see being a real bear. If you were trying to hand map them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. You're so, you have to recognize the geometry. There's nothing yeah. visual to recognize. Right. You know, they're just geometry. There aren't landmarks. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while there are doors or rooms, but it's really just the shape of a room. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, so that becomes kind of a, you know, a factor in navigation is like there is no direct way to get there. But if I go off the edge of the map, it will get me to this other kind of place that would have been inaccessible if I yes. tried to go directly. Um, think uh, think Pac-Man maps. Yes. You know, yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, a clue at a dead end gives you a solution to a problem on the second level. Uh, it says pass the light at night. Mm -hmm. uh that there's a square that you cannot pass because there is a bright beam of light there you just have to wait until uh uh until it is nighttime which could be a while yeah yeah uh level two also has the first teleporter trap uh we complain about those uh i hate these this one sends you to the sequestered little area the only exit is an illusory wall um there are spells there are the same way there is things that are darker than dark there are lights that are lighter than light Uh that also show illusory walls like yes. you have torch and then you have like power torch uh, that you do. Yeah. Um, that's how you get out of here. Yeah. And eventually you get some like uh, like sorcerer's eyes or sorcerer's sight or something like that. That won't uh, just reveal illusory walls, but will uh, actually like identify, um, you know, visually and warn you, you know, what's ahead of you. So like spinners will be little vortexes that you see and stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, there are floor and ceiling portals uh, that you can go through, but you need to have levitate. Mm-hmm. For those which you'll get later. Uh, and you start getting better equipment here. Uh, mithril equipment. Um, which will carry you for a, a, the big middle of yeah. this game, basically. Yeah. Uh, a message here gives you a, <laughs> a clue for something way later. It talks about Thor being the greatest son of Odin. This is mm-hmm. a solution to get a, uh, 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 to solve a minor puzzle later on. To get a recruitable little like ogre guy. It's supposed to be yeah. Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you reach a, you know, we, you have that light, ray of light that you have to pass with that puzzle, you know, uh, and then you reach a room with a mouth on the wall that speaks the, the name of a man. Um, Every time one of these shows up, I just clap. It's so I, good. I love a mouth funny. on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> they're real good. <laughs> it sucks because in real life, people would fuck them, you know, like a, <laughs> I, shouldn't a mouth on the ta- wall. I shouldn't have taken a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's a very obvious joke, but it's very funny too. No, it, it's not, not even a joke. It's just a fucking sad state of affairs. Like, it, it, <laughs> like it's true though, right? I think about it all the time with the um the knockers on Labyrinth. Oh yeah. And I was yeah. like, there's literally no way that mouth wouldn't just be full of dicks like oh, yeah. 24 no. 7. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks, man. Oh, um, it does. That's why they do it. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh <laughs> or just the knockers. Uh, <laughs> This thing, uh, it tells you the name uh, Tarjan, uh, this guy who declared declared himself the god of Scarabray, uh, and his image is locked in stone until he was made whole again. And they specifically mention that he is mad. Yes. Um, when you go to the temple district, the, it's set up as a, like a city block in a square with a fountain. Uh-huh. Three of the four walls of the city block are just identical temples full of monk guys who will heal you. I I, uh, lo- I love the monks. I love the, 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 it's really good. They just all stand there staring at you with their hoods disappointed. Yeah, they're red, red robed. Uh, but the <laughs> bottom one is those guys. And they're like, you must speak the name of the mad God. Right. Uh, to get through here. So this is, this has taught us uh, how to get in the second dungeon. Yes. Uh, Tarjan. Yeah. Tarjan. Uh, I, I've got no idea uh, how you say it. It, it. it actually is. It is said in Bard's Tale 4, but I didn't pay attention to that earlier today. Yeah. Uh, how it's pronounced. Uh, level three of the sewers is kind of a trap. Uh, the like exit down there will take you up to the base of Mangar's tower, uh, but yes. there is no way into it. You need a key. And again, because of the weird way the level design works, we've already gotten what we need from this. Mm-hmm. It's just that name. 
Like the, yes. the only thing you get a couple of like uh, puzzle clues, but they're not, you know, you could have probably figured them out. Yeah. Uh, and then you got this name to go into the second dungeon. That's the only point of this dungeon. Yes. This whole thing is just to get the name Tarion or Tarjan. Uh, you know, uh, and also to provide a lot of, un, you know, just, just extraneous friction. Uh, yes. So you will gain experience and gold. Yes. That, the second of which doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, narratively, the only thing you're doing is getting this name. You're, you're really going to be grinding, but it doesn't matter where you grind. The experience mm-hmm. in gold, you do, it spends anywhere. Yes. You know, uh, it's just very strange mm-hmm. to have that be the, the function of this thing. And it's a it's a function of it only saving your characters. Yes. It had to be information that you get at the end of this because it couldn't be a switch that toggled. Right. It doesn't have if then statements for events like that mm-hmm. it's a clever workaround but it's maddening uh, <laughs> like, it's a clever workaround for 1985 like if i were forced to program this on you know seven bytes on a on a floppy like yeah that's what i do it, you know, right. that's a good solution yeah. uh so we go to the catacombs we go to the uh the temple district and go into the bad church uh and we say the name tarjan uh and they let us into the catacombs Right. Uh, and this is where I spent the majority of the time in the game. Uh, not just because it, uh, uh, is where you can do the best grinding in this version. Uh, mm-hmm. but just because this is really big and it's difficult. Uh, you're still, uh, you know, for the majority of this, you don't really have a lot of the abilities that would, uh, uh let you go, um, you know, teleport your way back or to deal yes. with some of these setbacks. Uh, you're, you know, you're still in the rhythm, the enforced rhythm of going and checking in. It's a, it's a great place to do a lot of that grinding because when you leave, you're right in the temple district, which is right next to the, uh, the guy who recharges your spells and identifies mm. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, it's also good for that. I also spend almost all my time in the catacombs. Yes. Uh, they're full of undead, uh, here that we fight. Um, there used to be a power leveling spot in the original mm-hmm. version of this, where you fought four groups of 99 barbarians each. That and, was in the castle. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this game doesn't have that. Uh, that was the main power leveling place. This is kind of where you have to try to do it. Yeah. Even this had a uh, power leveling place where you fought like 80 whites. Yes. Uh, something like that. Uh, but uh, that is not a repeatable encounter here. Um, yes. So you've got to cobble together like these longer runs of larger uh groups of folks so like on the second level there or no on uh, level one i guess there's places where you can find like 66 skeletons you know 12 whites uh just a bunch of just doing a circuit of this place over and over again yep you run laps the uh the reason why those were doable like why 99 barbarians were is a weird quirk of the targeting and spell casting in this game yeah where because a group can be any size and things either affect all enemies, one group of enemies, or one enemy. Mm-hmm. If it affects all enemies, it doesn't matter how many groups of how many enemies. If they're low HP, you can just kill them. Yeah. You know, you, you Mangar's Mind Blade them, or you Fire Breath, you know, a group, uh, and your, your Sorcerer's Speed is high enough, uh, or your Wizard's Speed is high enough, and then you can just take them out before they get a move. Yes. You know, and that is what makes it a power level zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you're going to want a power level because you end up finding stuff that has, uh, uh, real problems. Uh, you know, things will age you again. We talked about that. Uh, we talked about that, uh, yep. status effect, but also, uh, higher level, level drain. Yeah. You get level drain, baby. You got vampires and specters that will take away our, not hours, tens of minutes of progress. Yeah. Everything everyone hates yeah. from old school RPGs, teleporter <laughs> traps, level drain, like all of that shit. Nobody likes that. 
everyone yeah. groans at your shit, man. Yeah. Like it, it's just, uh, this stuff should, should have stayed in the past. Mm-hmm. There's, there's an old school sicko mindset that can still like them because of consequence. Yes. You know, like if, if the idea is, oh, this adds a lot of tension, I might lose a level. That's actually really valuable to me. I would counter that's not that interesting because the only thing anything can cost is that patience puzzle. Yeah. All it can cost is time. Yeah. If the only currency I can spend is time, it doesn't matter what you're doing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because the answer is always the same and I have yeah. the answer as much of it as I'm willing to give. <laughs> you it's only for- limited by the Reaper. <laughs> yeah. You, know? you, you, have, you, you have taken from me the only resource I can never get back. Yeah, you have it's taken the only my one, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a finite amount of it. Uh, <laughs> it's the most important and most fungible thing in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you, if I got it, uh-huh. you know, I, I can afford it. Everyone alive can afford it. Uh-huh. Technically. No. Wow. So, yeah. Um, the, so the, those things suck. Uh, the catacombs has a mandatory trap that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can't go around it. You have to trap zap it. Yeah. So you have to see it either through one of those spells or know what's there and cast yeah, trap yeah. zap, which doesn't just work on chest. It also works uh, 30 feet in front of you, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it will take out multiple traps if they're in a row, which is a yeah. nice little affordance. Um, yep. you, you start getting good gear here. Um, not just, uh, uh, you know, mithril and stuff, but like things that have special effects of very important note is the bard sword, uh, which yes. equipping that in your bard gives them, gives them unlimited songs at the expense of not having, uh, one of the other special bard weapons that will let them do cast on use stuff. Yes. Uh, the flame horn. I think, yeah. uh, I like to think of it as a novelty sword that has a flask in it. <laughs> like it's, it's unlimited because it just has a lot of booze in it. Uh, like you know? D like D and D weapon manuals will talk about like they give you those uh those swords that have like a pocket of mercury in them. So the yeah. weight will shift and you do extra damage. But uh instead of that, it's just ripple. Whatever yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's what got, ripple it's is. Of, it's probably some kind of like liquor wine. Uh, yeah, a, a packet of night train. Like, <laughs> uh, it's just uh but this gives you unlimited songs, which makes your bard awesome. Uh yeah. song stack, uh yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know, the same song will stack in a, in a battle rather. Right. Um, you also start getting your good utility spells around here. Uh, phase door, which we talked about, which allows you to walk through, uh, walls, turn a wall into a door, uh, mm-hmm. scry site, which tells you where you are, yeah. uh, and tells you what things are around you. And then a port arcane, which is your teleport right. uh, thing. And any of those movement ones can be disabled on certain mm-hmm. dungeon levels if they have an anti-teleport spell on them. Uh, but for the most part, these are very essential. Right. Uh, floor two starts getting a little bit more dense in this design. You start out in this kind of awkward spiral that if you don't take one of the right doors that leads off of it, you end up firmly in the domain of high priest Bashar Cavalor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, right in front of him, uh, there is an anti-magic square. So we'll mm-hmm. take care of all your buffs. Sadly. Yeah. Um, he's at the back of the chamber guarded by a blue dragon. Right. Uh, First of the dragons, dragons are bad news. They're almost always, yep. you know, overleveled for your, for where you're at. Uh, and they can target everybody with their breath. Yep. Uh, the crypts to the South here, uh, have all these kind of traps and spinner squares. So once you, it's hard to get through, once you do though, you get the stairs down to the third floor, which is this big open chamber, uh, yeah. very disorienting. Usually, you know, there are no landmarks. It's just walls. If there are no walls, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is a message in a room that says, seek the mad one's stony self in Harkin's domain. Kind of telling you, you know, roughly where you need to go, but that information is not enough. Yes. Um, you need uh, a treasure that's at the end of this. 
something that is a real problem. There is a special enemy called a doppelganger that starts showing up here. Uh, A doppelganger, uh, if you do not kill it immediately, it will insinuate itself into your party. uh, And uh, it will be identical for all the world to uh, somebody else who is in there. Uh, And you need to figure out which one is is wrong. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I love it. I, I, I love that the thing. It, it it's a little sicko mode, but mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Happy about it's, that. It's a it's a good trick. Yeah. Yes. Uh makes me happy to see yeah. that. Um the uh so what you have to do, uh the goal down here is the the specter of Witch King uh Idrek, uh who is very weak, but he drains a level. Mm-hmm. You know, uh he can drain levels. Um and you get this glowing eye from him, uh, which is what's gonna allow you to go into the next zone that saves it's on your character so you can go Mm -hmm. into harkin's castle yeah uh well you could go into harkin's castle before this if you could defeat the uh the statues out front yes this will let you go through the back of harkin's castle to get to kyle kyle aaron's tower yeah 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 the the fourth second zone right um but the castle itself is up at the north of the city uh this little complex that's kind of blocked off by uh stone ogre and gray dragon statues the gray dragon is no joke like this is an actual like legit wall (laughs) he's a boss like you got to grind past him he's got a breath attack that can kill a lot of your party uh you need to be able to survive that or get speed enough where you can kill him before he can attack right yeah uh this is a big step up in difficulty as obvious would be in a in a place with only four dungeons Mm-hmm. You know, each one has to represent 20% basically mm-hmm. of this, uh, but fewer status effects, uh, here. So you can mostly heal through most things. Yeah. You also probably unlock some heal or some status effect spells yeah. at this point, but it, it's, it's trickier in terms of raw damage, less tricky in terms of trickery. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're still, you're still spending, uh, SP, uh, to yes. basically do anything to make any kind of uh distance. Uh, yes. the Jabberwock enemies here are a real pain in the ass. Yeah. In terms of just one shotting uh, my dudes until I leveled up past them even further. Dislike. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Southeast introduces us to our HP drain tiles. These will just do damage to you as you're standing on them. Uh, the trick is you don't know how many of them there are going to be as you're running. So it's just a mm. man- mandatory damage tax as you're going. Uh, you're going to pass over those because you're going to want to get a crystal sword down here. Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the, it's the one that is the thing when I was reading the hint book that the, the uh, thief was coveting. Ooh, it's a weird well, thing that stood out to me made of crystals. Yeah. He likes it. Uh, to get to the North part of this floor, uh, you had to have a bard sit on Harkin's throne. Uh, bard is necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. Uh, anyone else will be hurt by it. Uh, only the, the bards might he ask and suck <laughs> up the tax. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, he's, he's mighty he's, dumper can slope up all the traps. Yeah, he is. He is drunk enough to soak the tack. Yeah, yeah. he's got no problem. What do you mean? It's sticking out of my hard ass. butt. Hard <laughs> butt. Um, the second floor map is shifted. Uh, there's a lot of unintuitive wrapping you have to account for. Yeah. So, uh, you know, on your screen, it looks like one way. But really, if you shifted the whole thing over to the left, it would make more sense. Yeah. You just have to kind of uh, spatially understand the wrapping. Yeah, uh, there's a riddle in the southwest that gets you a very good shield, the Ybarra shield, which is named mm-hmm. after the game's producer, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, it lets your warrior uh, cast a uh, total protection spell. I didn't write down what the uh, what the riddle was, though. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm sure it was very simple. 
yeah. uh, if I recall. Uh, in the center, uh, you find I don't remember what it is off the top of my head either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, my my rhythm for playing this game was really weird. Uh, I started off kind of chugging it and then realized like, oh no, <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> started uh, instead just kind of picking at it every day mm-hmm. uh, while watching YouTube's and. It was this real weird spot where, like, I was paying attention. Obviously, like uh-huh. you have to to play the game, but you can't, I couldn't pay full attention. Yeah, to it. So, like, my memory got fuzzy on a couple of these riddles that uh, run together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. The uh. So you go into the the center of this, and there's a wizard who gives you a riddle about an undead who sucks blood. <laughs> so see if you can guess what that is. Vampire. Yes, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Uh. And you get a portal uh, to go to the southwest. Uh, here yeah uh, and you find a pretty important item here the silver square uh you're going to need three of these silver shapes to get through to mankar yes uh the three shapes that make the ea logo oh huh yeah uh square circles a uh, triangle the, the publisher of this on the uh nintendo at least hmm. um the uh the third floor has this old man who asked you uh what tavern uh is on night archer street yeah. Um, this is map knowledge. Yeah. Uh, the original game came with this beautiful cloth map. Uh, I mm-hmm. love in the remaster. You can just bring that up yep. whenever you like uh, to see this. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like this as a extremely late game copy protection. Yes. Um, very funny. <laughs> uh, but you got to answer that to pass. Uh, there's a uh, on these upper floors. There is a new type of enemy. This lurker. Uh, mm-hmm. who is uh, pretty difficult to hit, uh, but will confer the status effect nuts on you. Yeah, instead of confused, the status effect <laughs> yeah. is nuts. <laughs> Love it. it is, my, <laughs> my, my, my HP is 15 yeah. out of Crazy Town nuts. Banana Pants. <laughs> yep, it, it turns everybody into a children's science show host. Yeah. <laughs> like every warrior is now just like Professor Chemical. And they're all just <laughs> singing songs about matter. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would like to be able to pass, but perchance my bard is. Awooga, <laughs> <laughs> awooga. Um, uh, so uh, to get to the final encounter here, you had to pass through this dark maze in the southwest corner uh, where there's a lot of those you know, darker than dark spells. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and before, you know, kind of the real uh, capstone encounter here is uh, Harkin's Legion, which is 400 berserkers in a room. <laughs> yes. This is the uh, power leveling yes. spot, uh, but it does not respawn. Right. In this version. Um, 400. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you just have to do the right spells. Yeah. Um, there's a field of spinners. Uh, and then you get this 15 foot tall golden statue that's missing an eye. Uh, but you can stick the eye in the catacombs into it. This is the yeah. stony self of the mad God. Yeah. Uh, gaze at the awesomeness of one mad God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he turns to life. Yeah. And it's like, all right, lots of pop and circumstance. Let's get ready for a big, long battle. Beat him in one hit. <laughs> yeah. It's not a uh, balance, like a, a video game. No, no. Uh, and then you, uh, at least in the remaster version, uh, it's worth mm-hmm. saying like all these things we're doing in the, the remade version. The original version is apparently much harder. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, beating him warps you to the base of uh, Claren's Tower. Right. Uh, this is a small dungeon. It's only one floor as the map goes, but it is all like a, it's a sequence of smaller chambers that are like a puzzle maze kind of deal. Yes. Uh, that you go through uh, kind of linearly in these challenges here. Uh, the first of which involves taking a bunch of hints about this password in the central chamber. 
uh, you know, made of earth yet without soul as living statue. He is whole, uh, as a guardian, he must walk. The first part of his name means rock. Yeah. So served <laughs> hot or iced this. Yeah. It's, um, uh, the, the teleporter out of the central chamber as guarded by the speaking wall. Again, that's great. Uh, name the one of cold foretold twofold. Uh, mm-hmm. These are what the hints were. So stone yes. golem. Right. This is the, uh, the answer. Yeah. That's okay. the way out. Then you get warped to this large dark chamber that has uh, another speaking wall kind of uh, you know, secluded away inside of it. Uh, it says name the endless byway and your path shall be guaranteed. Uh, yeah. This is a cool feature of the town. I love, uh, I love this. Yeah. Uh, yeah Nobody yeah. can leave because the one road out just keeps looping. Well, there's two roads. There's one road that's snowed in. Yes. So it feels like really like gilding the little like hat on the hat <laughs> in like a, the best way, yeah. you know, cause there's a, it could just be snowed in, but they decide to have a sinister Avenue uh-huh. and sinister Avenue. You just get teleported and confused back to the front of it. Whenever you walk down it. Uh huh. Uh, that's so, that's so great. Uh, it's just real weird. It's just um, a way to fuck with the people who live on that street specifically. <laughs> Dude, imagine the rent on Sinister Avenue. Like, <laughs> ludicrous. Like, if you woke up every time you left the house, you turned around. Like, <laughs> you lost your bearings. Awful. <laughs> uh, there's a darkness maze uh, after this. Uh, this opens the, the door uh, to the teleporter out. Uh, mm-hmm. You reach this darkness maze on the way, and there's a message to the south. Beware the sting at the tail of the ser- of Serpent Way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the north end of this darkness maze has another silver shape. They get the triangle here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a path will lead you down to the crystal golem, uh, which will only stay dead if you kill it with the crystal sword. Otherwise, it keeps yes. getting back up. Yep. Another uh, kind of like lock and key based thing based on classes. Yeah. Um, this is interesting when it came out, like you were incentivized and intended to do a well-balanced party, uh, but you have to have certain classes in this. Yeah. You, this is kind of before, uh, these games would open up to where like weird challenge runs, Yeah, yeah. you know, are available. Like you can't do an all magic run or some kind of weird shit like that because mm-hmm. you can't use this weapon that you need. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the snake path is on the east side of the stage. Uh, if you take the south exit, you end up in a stasis field. So you yeah. don't want to do that. You have to teleport out of there. It's bad news. Yeah. Uh, you just have to take the not south exit, uh, which yep. will get you up to uh, Kylearn. You know, at the end of this series of uh, trials, he is a wizard, but he is not an enemy. Uh, he, in fact, you know, stands athwart Mangar, um, mm. and um, you know the way to Mangar, his tower can only be opened with Kylearn's onyx key. Yes, uh, he, he gives it to you, uh, dro- drops it for you. Says good luck and remember, seeing is not always believing. Uh, okay which is, which is uh, just a wizard thing to say like it is just because uh, something is symmetrical doesn't make it true <laughs> uh you, you know uh now we're ready to go to mangar's tower uh, yes here. yeah to reach this you've got to go to the uh third level of the sewers um mm-hmm. which you've got to pass through several times because when you leave mangar's tower the gates are one way until you buy a key at the yeah. very top of the tower which is yep. just a real fuck you knife twisting kind of thing to, uh, for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything's here. It's, it's a big monster party. It's full of undead yeah. and dragons. All of the worst enemies mm-hmm. are here. Yeah. No, you're going to be level drained left and right. There are doppelgangers. There are lurkers. Uh, big deal. It's also long. It's a five, five story dungeon. Yep. Yeah. yeah, this first floor is a pretty standard maze. Uh, halfway through, there is something that is announced ominously as the death field, uh, which is a chamber of darkness with a bunch of HP uh, drain tiles and traps. Yeah, sounds cool, though. 
Yeah. Uh, floor two has the spiral of darkness uh, with a speaking wall in the middle that says two shapes yours, one around, speak the shape of the final found, which is a circle. Mm-hmm. Yay, local. Yeah. Uh, there. Uh, floor three is almost entirely super dark and mm-hmm. there are speaking walls all around, uh, each that speak a single word. Yes. Uh, three years. So you had to put those together. Yeah. Uh, to get the password. Yeah. Um, to the east of this, this is where you find the key master. He's in this little spiral. Again, you've got to uh, discern this in the dark, uh, mm-hmm. but he will let you buy the master key that will open the gates. So you don't have to pass through the sewers every time. Yes. Uh, but you're basically at the end uh, here. Uh, the seven words that you find, they form the, you know, they're, they're out of order, but you've got to put them in order to make the sentence lie with passion and be forever damned. Uh, yes. You speak those and then this spawns the stairs Yep, up to level uh, so, four. So do not lie down with passion. No. Uh, or tell falsehoods with passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, level four is basically normal. Uh, you follow this trail of teleporters uh, here, except for that, you know, except for that and reach this magical tile that swaps doors and walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. You know, the idea of all, every door is a wall and every wall is a door. It's a good uh, trick. Yeah. Cool trick. Uh, this opens the way uh, to the portal up. Um, yeah. You can also get uh, possessed here, which mm-hmm. is a, a charm uh, form. If you don't have the dispossess spell, you need to kill them and then go resurrect them. Yeah. Uh, or resurrect them with a spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and floor five is pretty simple. There's a small little teleporter maze, but you get to this big central area with tons of encounters. If you step off the main path um, and you got to walk up the uh, got to walk north you know, to the center where Mangar is. Yep. Uh, so past a couple of encounters, a few traps, uh, but uh, he's locked behind a door that requires those silver shapes. So if you have not been thoroughly exploring and finding all of those, uh, you know, all three of them, you got to go back and find them. Yeah. Uh, pretty big bummer. You know, so again, another reason to explore, but once you know where things are, you can beeline to it. Right. You know, uh, once you, uh, to get through them, you go through these anti-magic, uh, traps. So you have to cast all your buffs again before you fight him. And when you fight him, he's got his buddies, uh, here, which are vampire lords and greater demons. Mm -hmm. This was Um, probably the only genuinely difficult fight in the game. Even when yeah, I was appropriately I, leveled for it, like this took a couple of a couple of tries because yeah. those those uh, demons and vampires got me uh, a lot of the time. Like I won, but I lost some people. Yes, you know it was that kind of like good, you know, barely making it mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, but eventually, you take them out. Mangar is is long range. You have to take out the vampire lords and greater demons first. Mm-hmm. You basically just throw everything you can. Yeah. Uh, at them. This is one of the few fights that's long enough to justify doing buffs as well. Yeah. Not just the buffs for walking around, but buffs in battle, I mm-hmm. found. Yeah. Um, the uh once you take out Mangar, who's not too tough on his own, uh Kaliran uh appears, Kyliran, and congratulates you. Uh gives you a bunch of XP and gold in case mm-hmm. you want to just kind of like wander the streets. Yeah. Uh fighting guys, because again, the world does not have a state. Right. Uh really in this game. Yeah. And that is the story where I guess we're just waiting for the, we're just waiting for the thaw. Yeah. Uh, for Bard's Tale too. <laughs> yep. Uh, to go to other dimensions and put together a, 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 a wand. It's a, it's, it's that great way that really old CRPGs were absolutely fucking wild. Mm-hmm. You're, you're always going into other dimensions or like, if you ever want to have a really good time, we'll, we will never play them. This is my personal guarantee, yeah. but, uh, read the plot synopsis of Ultima one and two. Yep. <laughs> like they're absolutely bonkers. Cuckoo yeah. bananas. It's very funny. Uh, there, like I could see, you know, maybe someday Ultima four, 
uh-huh. Ultima Seven. Like I, I imagine a long enough timeline we'll we'll do those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, one and two are absolutely bonkers, <laughs> and and that's the Bard's Tale, uh, which you know, again hard to underestimate how important this game is specifically for adding that additional production value. Mm-hmm. How important the the genre is for codifying a lot of tropes. Yeah. In RPGs in general and console RPGs. Uh, and just one of the more, for me at least, difficult to go back to genres in this level of archaicness. Yeah. Playing this, I was very happy to get this perspective because I mean, you know, it gave me a lot of time to think about, okay, how does this make me feel? What is the cool part of this? And where could I tell people, like, you're going to get a much better, uh, you know, like you can find this with far fewer drawbacks? Grimrock. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, a, it's absolutely it, grim, grim rock. And if you were looking for like, ah, but I still want something that's kind of like, you know, old historic like give me a sense of time. Ultima underworld. Absolutely. Yeah. Ultima underworld. Ultima underworld, uh, is really fucking fun and good. It has level uh, design. It it's great. It has level design. <laughs> you know, you're, you're going to spaces and stuff. If you want this kind of combat, but better, mm-hmm. this is my understanding of the Etrian Odyssey games. Yes. Uh, I am not as driven by this combat, even though I know that there is a lot of, uh, build complexity mm-hmm. in those, which is something I like. Yeah, uh, there. But for me, Grimrock, uh, with you know the the trick to this. So this is a weird thing about ad- adapting tabletop games. Yes, and it's it's a problem with early CRPGs, and it's what uh, trickled down into console RPGs. To me, ultimately being a little bit frustrating, is that uh, a good tabletop game is not ninety percent combat. Right. You know, like if you're sitting down to play D anD D, and it's all just combat, like. We, we gave that stuff up in the seventies. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if you, if I read a lot of old modules, even like ones in the mid eighties, that are contemporaries with this game are full of weird puzzles and yeah. shit and, and like problem solving, you mm-hmm. know, when, when you have these like 20 foot pits or whatever, that is a problem solving opportunity mm-hmm. because it's a video game and video games are good at numbers. It ends up being only about combat. You know, yeah. the riddles in this game are really welcome. There are just so few of them. Yeah. So like, that is why I can recommend Grimrock and not this is because that's half puzzle by volume. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot of different things. The combat's a little breezier. There's less mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. There's a lot of combat in the game, but there's still less of it yeah. uh, than there is in this, but it, it's, it just breaks it up. You're mm-hmm. having an adventure, yeah. you know, and this doesn't end up feeling, you know, this and games like this, like a wizardry or uh, early might and magic. I can sometimes get in the mode for them. Like I played uh, might and magic two to mm-hmm. completion on Genesis yeah really enjoyed it at the time uh but you have to be in like a mode like watching mm-hmm. numbers go up uh tapa 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 you know mm-hmm. uh and it's just that's a that's a tough mode and yeah. it's, it's it's tougher with less lights and sounds to distract yourself like i don't think this is particularly i don't think this is less complicated than dragon quest or dragon mm-hmm. quest 2 but those games have like nice music and attractive graphics yeah you know more attractive graphics uh than this and more kind of spaces you know, like uh, overland spaces that have personality mm-hmm. to them. So it gives you a little bit more of the illusion. Yeah. You know, this is just, this is very old. And it, it's, for me, it was hard to define the fun in it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've only ever, I've only ever played one other blobber like this, uh, like that. That is almost precisely like this, and that was "Don't mm-hmm. Go Alone." That uh, uh, we 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 played it for abject suffering, and then I did a uh, hex crank article and video about it. Uh, but yeah, you are they, they, like uh, a, contemporary, like it's a 
like almost like yeah, a Call of like, Cthulhu campaign. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's uh, like the late eighties uh, kind of thing. But you're like in a big, uh, big haunted house. It's like Blobber yes. alone in the dark. Yeah, with sanity meters and stuff. I remember us talking yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, it no, I can't, no, don't play it. I don't play yeah, it. <laughs> I can't. I can't blob. I, I, I just. I, I have a difficulty with the blob. Yeah. Uh, here, I, I've always. I've been curious about Etrian Odyssey for a long time because mm-hmm. Will is such a huge fan. Yeah, you know, yeah. those get. Uh, he was playing me the level up noises from one of them, and they're mm-hmm. literally just like orgasm noises for some reason, <laughs> like the little anime waves make an, a, a coming noise. Yeah, yeah. When they level up, and he was doing it, you know, just like you know, not to, to you know, just to be like he loves those games. He's yeah, yeah. He knows what he, he he knows what he is. You know, he knows what they are. Uh, he's not denying anything about it. Uh, so it was a real warts and all depiction of those. I think that the the flavor of those might be enough to put me off. Yeah, what you what you actually want to play is uh, Shin Megami Tensei: Strange Journey. Yeah, uh, which is uh, basically it's like Etrian Odyssey. I think they even like uh, collaborated on that uh, in order to make it. Uh, but uh, uh, it is horror and demon themed, and you are going through like the uh, uh, like an Antarctic base. Yes, kind of thing. and nobody comes. <laughs> uh, when they level up i like that yeah um i mean and what what i really just want is grimrock three yeah i would like you that know, too it, Gr- it was cool like, yeah it, it, super cool to go back to this but it, it's a really weird little subdivision genre yeah uh, it's pretty tricky for me yeah uh, uh oh and that's the bard's tale thank you uh dwg for uh for uh get, getting us to go back uh to yeah. to, to reach way back as we uh, as we did I love anytime we can do a genre we haven't done, even if I don't have that much fun doing it, I'm really excited to talk about them. Yeah. You know, uh, that, that is uh, a goal that I have for this. You Mm -hmm. know, it it is fun to do those. Um, if you, uh, if you are listening to this and you are a not straight, not white, uh, not male creator, and you have a project you'd like us to shout out, please send me an email at Gary at duckfeed.tv. And we have a return project, uh, here, which is straight up fine. Like if you okay. have new stuff that comes out, um, Kevin, uh, Bilapka Arbelis, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I have a pronunciation guy, but I'm awful, uh, has a new album out. Uh, it is a Spanish language album written about the death of their uncle. Okay. Uh, it is called El Duelo, uh, de la Hus, uh, and, uh, it sounds really cool and heartfelt. Uh, they, they lost their uncle, uh, very sad and wrote this very, uh, very sweet sounding album. Nice. Uh, that you can listen to. You can find this at uh, Kerbarbs or Keybarbs. That's uh, K-E-B-A-R-B-Z dot Bandcamp dot com. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, for people who remember, this is the uh, the person who submitted their project, uh, an ode to the end. Oh, which yeah. Which was a, uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, short, the short form uh, fiction podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, they have a new album out. Check it out. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you have thoughts on episodes uh, that we've done, it's duckfeed.tv slash contact. The uh, deadline is always the 15th of the month. Mm-hmm. This month's games are Norco, the Bard Sale, which we're talking about just now, and their premium episode is Bowser's Fury. Yes. Um, if you have thoughts about next month's games, uh, those are going to be, uh, well, we're going to be doing a live episode about seven out of 10 games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, write in if you have any thoughts about that. Uh, uh, but, uh, the other episodes, uh, Infernax, which is a, uh, kind of modern indie take on both Zelda two and Castlevania two. It fucks ducks. Like I, I cannot stress <laughs> this enough. 
<laughs> if you if you are listening to this and you haven't checked out Infernax, fucking play Infernax. <laughs> uh, it it is absolutely killer. I love yeah. it. It's you know in a year without the Resident Evil Four remake, it would be my favorite game that came out or that I played mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, uh, pretty easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I haven't played uh, the next game they're doing, which is Pentiment which I'm really yes. excited about as well. I haven't played that yet. So maybe that will knock uh, Infernax out, but that month is looking <laughs> fucking killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Infernax, Pentiment, and the RE4 remake. Yep. That's still my one. goddamn heart. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RE4 remake is going to be the premium version of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you have thoughts, the deadline is uh, June the uh, 15th. Uh, thoughts about multiple games please separate those into multiple responses that helps with the way we structure those episodes uh, try to keep them brief as well uh, brief and yes. specific probably about like uh, like two paragraphs and about something uh, very particular uh, that you want to comment on yeah L- looking less for reviews and more for like this specific moment made me think of this mm-hmm. you know I liked this specific mechanic I didn't like this specific mechanic yeah. stuff like that uh, the, one exception uh, for 7 out of 10 games if you want to write it and just say the name of a game Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also fun. I've yep. got a big list of them on Twitter. I might yep. do like a rapid fire round <laughs> and just throw some names out there because yeah. uh, it, it turned out to be a very fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get those bonus episodes, go to patreon.com slash duck TV. You get all the bonus episodes. So Bowser's Fury, RE4 Remake, everything that we've done as a bonus episode, tons mm-hmm. of bonus stuff, a bunch of bonus shows, entire programs, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have already done that and you have not rated or, uh, subscribed, uh, please rate or subscribe, rate review, any of those things, uh, on whatever podcast uh, directory you uh, prefer to use, uh, that helps us in ways that are difficult to describe, but we are pretty sure exist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we would love it. Tell your friends, uh, big thanks to Gwen. Mm-hmm. Gwen. Thank you. Thank you. Our producer, Gwen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does it work? I think that's everything. I think that is it. Uh, yeah. What should they watch out for until next time? Uh, until next time, watch out. Make sure your bard doesn't get dry. Wet your bard, people. Mm-hmm. Keep your bard trimmed and wet. 